Welcome back to the Moto Spot Show. We are on our episode three here in Nashville, Tennessee. We are excited to come to you guys this weekend. We have a special guest that is the one and only owner of 180 decals. He also is the one behind the lens on the Troll Train vlog. He also works with amazing guys like Ronnie Mack and just a crazy amount of athletes, uh, Twisted T, Hep Suzuki team. He is the one and only Briar Perry from uh, 180 decals. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, buddy. Um, just out here, you know, hanging out, dealing with this rain. Um, but yeah, everything else is good. We can't complain. Um, thanks for making some time for us today, dude. I really appreciate it. Yep, no worries. Glad to come on here and uh, kind of share some stories and get a little behind the scenes on uh, what I do. If people don't know, you know, so heck yeah, no, for sure. Um, our episode is today brought to you by Spot Network. We are excited to have those guys on board, so make sure to check them out. Spot Network TV on Instagram. Um, also, if you guys didn't notice, we got a little new intro music. I f- was listening to that the other day. I was like, dude, that'd be sick for an intro song. So got that turned on, and uh, let us know what you think. But also, we are excited to announce um, having Scott Goggles on board with us, Bell Ray, Works Connection, and Motion Pro. So huge thanks to those guys for coming on board. On today's episode, we are going to talk about um, some stuff with Briar, but we also, at the end of the show, are going to pick a subject winner who commented on the moto spot show instagram and give away a free pair of goggles so make sure to check us out on moto spot show for all all the giveaways from our sponsors we're going to try to do that more and more try to get you guys involved with us get us get you guys involved with the brands and build that um, family up and give back to you guys so get back to the listeners so we really appreciate your support but like i said briar this show's about briar so i want to get get him on board talk about 180 decals talk about troll train vlog talk about working with ronnie mack talk about just everything he's done in his life because it's pretty crazy at the age he started getting into this industry and how he got started so like i said he owns 180 decals but from what a lot of people don't know is right you started doing 180 at a pretty young age like let the people know like how do you get involved and like what age did you start doing 180 at uh yeah so we started when i was 14 uh it wasn't anything planned really um I mean, I got to give thanks to my parents instead of, you know, maybe funding a college for me or anything like that. Um, we, my dad took out a 401k. We started this business, like I said, 14. It wasn't, you know, like what parent thinks that a 14 year old's going to work. Um, so I don't know what kind of risk he was taking, but it worked <laughs> out. We bought some printer machines. We kind of, you know, did our research, found out what we needed. And uh, from there, I just started locally, just bringing graphics to myself or friends, um, yeah, and luckily some of my friends happen to be, you know, the racers, Justin Keeney, Josh Hill. They kind of ran my stuff, helped get it out there. Um, from there, it just took off. It was kind of kind of crazy. Like I said, no no real plan, no structure, no, like, we didn't sit down and have a business plan. It just sort of lucked out. So Yeah, you were just like, hey, like, I ride dirt bikes. I want my own graphics. Nobody else is really doing it. Like, let's go wide open and start this thing. So that's really cool. Exactly. I mean, maybe my dad knew what he was doing, but I was, for, for me, I was like, oh, we're just going to do this. Yeah, like I just want cool stickers, Dad. Like, come on, like give me a machine. It's only like twenty grand. It's fine. Not a not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. Um, but like you said, you've worked with some really cool people. You know, Dean Wilson, Jimmy Albertson. You're on the Hep Suzuki team with uh, Dustin Pipes. So you've done some really cool projects. You, I remember when I was racing back in the day. I worked at Wright Motors, Alpha Outlets. We ran all your graphics, Yamaha Modesto. I mean, you were getting into dealerships you know, powerhouse, there was a lot of big guy, big dealerships running your graphics. So I remember, you know, you guys were everywhere. So you kind of got in before this market got saturated. Um, just kind of 
take us through that. Like, what do you think now of how the market is in 2020 to what it was in 2004? Yeah, it's obviously vastly different. It's, back then, it was word of mouth who, you know, in people in the magazines who was running the graphics. So that's kind of who you would buy. Nowadays, it's like you can go on and see an ad for any random company. I mean, I tell people all the time, I don't know if I were to start a new company over with graphics, I don't know if it would make it. Like, there's so many companies out there, which obviously is a good thing too, but there's someone trying to start up, man. It's hard nowadays. Um, back then, it was pretty pretty simple. You just try and get your stuff on someone fast or someone who's, you know, in the magazines and getting talked about, and that was pretty much the way to do it. Nowadays, there's a million ways to get noticed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have thought, like, we went from print ad magazines, you know, in the mail to, to where you can just pay $10 a day or $20 a day to promote an Instagram post. And it's crazy the saturation that's in our in the market. But I think what I like about you guys is that over the course of, you know, 14, 15 years, you guys have made your graphics really able to identify with your clean lines, your simple um graphics and just everything's super clean um i think that's what i like about it is just everything's really really simple and clean for me that's that's a huge thing for my graphics so i think for you guys you've done a really good job on doing that but as far as 180 goes you guys do a lot more than just graphics right uh yeah we can clearly do anything but for the most part we stick to the graphics just because that's what keeps us busy but you know i can do car wraps we can do design clothing and logos and hand out stickers for companies and so we can do all that stuff um and yeah if anyone needs any stuff let us know but for the most part we stick to the dirt bike stuff that just keeps us so busy but yeah and what a lot of people don't know too is that briar is the only one doing this guys like his 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 mom still helps out and his dad still helps out but as far as designing goes and all the artwork it's all briar he has like he doesn't have a staff of people and all this like so that's why his stuff is so unique because he keeps it to where it's his design his logos you know, everything's got a unique touch to it. So just a heads up, like, again, this is why we kind of started this podcast to talk about silent heroes and just everybody's like, I want to get in the industry. Well, the industry's awesome, but it's not, it's not easy. So it's, it's 60 to 80 hour work weeks. You know, Briar's on his laptop constantly. If it's not the troll train videos that he's editing or doing graphics for people. So that's uh, one of the reasons why we kind of talk about stuff like this and have people on like Briar because it's it's a lot that goes into the industry that a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. But it is a don't get me wrong, it is a really really good and fun industry. So, but besides that, you know, with 180, did you have anything that kind of sticks out to you or anything that's like holy moly? Because like I know like you've been in magazines, you've worked with Dean Wilson. Like I said, you worked with teams. Like is what would you say is kind of like your favorite project or something that was like holy crap? Like 180 has done this. Um, yeah, when we first started out, it was, I was like 14. So it was the first magazine we were in, like a motocross accident was our first like bike we had, FMS did like a project bike. And that was like super cool. Um, but as you get on, like the coolest thing I thought was like for Jimmy Albertson had his, uh, uh, Suzuki team he was running and we got a lot of attention on one of those, uh, like military bikes we did. And it's still talked about today. Like anytime anyone does anything military bike, they all go back to that and like a blue, blue and yellow bike and it was just it turned out good so yeah the u.s navy one, one. Thing i don't think it was sick yeah like it is, to this day it's been like four or five years later and i still talk about it so that's kind of cool i mean yeah and that kind of goes back to what i was saying before your guys's stuff is very clean and unique like even with the the hep team this year like the twisted t bikes i mean you guys run up i think 
Um, ANC got a podium. I don't know if you get it overall, but I mean, your guys' bike, your guys' graphics were running up front, and like the graphics didn't even look. He his graphics didn't look destroyed or anything, even after a thirty minute moto at Loretta. So you know, for that, that's really talks about how strong your guys' materials are and how well your guys' graphics hold up for a professional athlete. So you know, a lot of people talk on like Vital or whatever, and they just that's all they do is talk shit. But it's like your guys' stuff works good; it holds up. So that's really good to use for. If somebody's like, well, how's your reliability? Well, we've ran nine outdoors and our stuff doesn't look like shit after. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're running, if you're running in a, a front and mud moto, you're getting a little less wear and tear than in the back. But yeah, for the most part, uh, like that ATC team is awesome to work with too. Like the guys over there are so cool. Um, yeah, that's what's cool about you getting work with people like that and coming up with new designs and new ideas. And like right now, we're trying to think up designs for you know next season and. I'm sitting here on like 10 different designs and we're going back and forth trying to think of the cool stuff. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like behind the scenes. It's cool, you know, trying to make, make the team happy and stuff. So. Yeah. Dustin's really good over there and he's, he probably, I don't know if he did for sure, but just outside looking in, I don't think he would have thought he would have had a podium team this fast in his, I think third year, second year. Um, so he's been making some incredible moves and man, I can't be more proud of him because he's a NorCal guy and he's, he's absolutely crushing it. So props to Dustin on that HEP team. I can't wait to see what they do in 2021. There's rumors that he's going to get another big guy on the team. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, as far as everything else goes, um, what else I wanted to ask you too, like you said, you do some other stuff. Are you for the HEP team just real quick before we move on? Are you doing like, do you help them with like their team shirts and their trailer design, semi design too, or are you mostly just graphics? Um, yeah, we try and. I think for the last couple of years, I've done the designs on the on the rig and the, the team shirts just to kind of help bring the whole package together so it all looks the same. Yeah, really um, uniformed. Yeah, but we don't actually print any of the. I didn't print the uh, the semi wrap or do print the shirts, but yeah. like I like I said, I try and keep the whole thing a package so it looks nice. But. Yeah, so just that's kind of for the people too. Like, hey guys, like you know, he doesn't print it in house, but he has people that he works with that outsource it so if you are looking for some team shirts or looking for some stuff slide into briar's dms he he enjoys it um and it's 180 sure. decals on instagram so definitely check them out um they're on the gas and you know give them a peek moving on like i said that's the story of you starting at a young age that's that's incredible so i can't i know at my 14 i was thinking about graduating high school and not running a business so that's or not graduating high school graduating uh or moving through high school so um that's really cool for you um, you were an ex pro racer. You've been to Canada. You've done some really cool stuff. Um, you know, right now you're doing the troll train vlogs. You're going to the races. When you go to the races, what's it like for you? Are you like getting those bugs, those jitters? Do you wish you were still on the gate or are you kind of just like, Hey, I'm, I'm just recording and having fun with this. Or do you miss racing? I miss it, but it's so nice to go to a race the night before, not be thinking about the race or the morning of. I'm just relaxed. I'm just hanging out, filming, watching, you know, Alex and Jeremy getting serious now or like get nervous, but it is such a relief not to have to <laughs> worry about anything. So yeah, that's yeah. a good part about it. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that your guys is like, it's funny when you go to the races and I've only wrenched for, you know, Blake and a few other guys and, it's like you just watch the porter potty line right before the moto, right before the gate drops. It's just like a consistent flow of traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you, you rent for me at uh, Iron. Oh yeah, House. and you at Redbud. Yeah, that's right. Dude, that's, that's yeah. right. I'm, we, uh, me and Kobe came up, and you were the f- only and the first time I've ever been to Redbud. So I, <laughs> that's crazy. Now that I think about that. I've never been to Redbud until you came and uh, had me wrench for you. I think Christman was there too. Yeah, like, huh? Fun. Did you guys stay at the house that day or that weekend? Did, uh, did we what? 
Tyler Christmas came too, didn't he? Yeah, Tyler came out. We road tripped it. He uh, yeah, another right. private here from NorCal, but it was kind of funny. They drove all the way out there, and we get the notice halfway halfway out there that he isn't going to build a race. It was too full, so he just got to hang out. Yeah, it hang kind out. Kind of sucks, but he's he's a good trooper. Dude, that was crazy. Like that was yeah, that was 2015, I think, or. I think 15, yeah. yeah. I was only living in Indiana for like six months, and you're like, hey, I'm coming out. You want a wrench for me? I'm like, sure. Like, let's go. Like, I don't know. What, do I don't know anything about Redbud, but let's go have some fun. Um, uh, Redbud's always a good time. Dude, I can't believe like that place. It, it it blew my mind. Like, I've been to Washougal and Hangtown, but Redbud is like a whole nother level of craziness. But yeah, as yeah. far as the, you know, Troll Train vlog and all that, like, Dude, how, how the heck did that even get started? Like, people love it. It's probably one of the most popular vlogs in our industry. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons is because Alex and Jeremy are very genuine. Like, they don't try to be politically correct. Like, you know, in the last vlog, Jeremy told his dog, Lizzie, like, hey, if you snort my coffee, I'm going to kill you. Like, so he's super genuine. Exactly. So, like, how did all that happen? Like, you guys just hanging out and said, let's let's do a vlog? Or, or what happened? Like, what, what made you guys start that? No, it was... Uh Pretty, pretty random. So me and uh, Jimmy Albertson were driving down to A1. He had some business down there. So like, like I said, halfway down, we were kind of chatting about vlogs and what he'd like to do. Like he was wanting to start his own vlog at some point. Um, but uh, we were just thinking, you know, that, that Alex, he, he doesn't, he's not like a funny guy in person. He doesn't try to be funny, but the stuff he says and does is funny as hell. So we just, I called Alex and I was like, hey, I'm, I have this GoPro. And I'm going to record you for the day. And if we like it, I'm going to put something together and we'll see what it turns out to be. And he's like, okay. And he's so like relaxed. He's like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, you can follow me around all day. <laughs> so I do that first round and make something for him. And he's like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, let's post it and see. So we make a YouTube channel and all that and post it. And I don't people, people loved it. So that's where it came from. It was no planning. <laughs> Just, all right, we're going to do it. And he said, yeah. So Yeah, that's awesome. Like I said, I think for you guys – what makes your vlog so good is it's just you have that banter between the brothers, but you also have that genuineness of all everybody just kind of being themselves. You know, they're they're cussing, they're having fun, they're talking shit. Like everybody's just being themselves, and I think that's what makes the vlog so good. Um, for even you know, uh, Pulp and Mech show, like he for him to give a compliment is very rare, and he even said like he loves a troll train vlog. So I I think you've you've made it. Like you're in. Like you've made it in life. Yeah, that's what I try and like. I love the banter between them too, so I try and get that as much. But uh, I try and get the raw stuff. Like right after the moto, as someone who's a fan as well, like I never really see people's reactions right after a moto, so I try and do that. Like I'll come back halfway through the moto just so I can sit there at the truck and get his real reactions and get him throwing his helmet down and getting mad like everyone else does at local races. You know, we can all relate. And you know, I tell him he should be getting more mad sometimes. But <laughs> no, for sure, <laughs> like give it, give the people what they want. Yeah, it up. And that's what's crazy too is like you think like a lot of these guys are so jaded. A lot of these athletes are so like private. But when you're doing your videos, like sometimes I'm not even thinking. I'm like, dude, like that's crazy that Jeremy or Alex are letting him video after they just rode. Like you know, at Paula, he just lost a championship, and he's like talking about being the second loser and like he's just open about it like he's like dude i sucked like it is what it is and he's just letting you record like no no questions asked yeah and i think part of that too is because i've known them for so long since like 2011 we've been hanging out when i was racing and stuff so i would go back and stay with them so they said too it'd be a lot 
harder. There was someone who was hired to do it and they didn't really know that well. So I know that is part of it where we're really fine with each other and they know that I run everything by them. I'm not going to post anything without them knowing. So that kind of helps for sure. But at yeah. the same time, yeah, that's just once you get to know Jeremy, he's like, he's like that. Just does what he wants and he's really blunt and which is what I love about him. So everything's raw. So that's cool. Yeah, that's that's again like I keep repeating myself, but the, it, that's what makes the video, the vlog, so good. Is it's just very, very genuine um, and just straight, direct, no bullshit. It is what it is. Um, you guys just posted one, I think, yesterday, I believe, day in the life of Jeremy Martin. So if you guys haven't checked it out or seen it yet, go check it out. It, I believe that was yesterday, correct, or two days ago? Uh, yeah. Set up. Okay, cool. Yeah, like they they're having fun on the boat. Uh, Alex gets tries to wake surf, and then Jeremy has to go and show him up again, and talks about all kinds of crazy stuff. So, go check that out. Um, as far as the Martin brother goes, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but what's it like for them right now? Off season, Jeremy just switched teams. Like, how is how is the home life? You know, how is everything going with you guys? Every with them getting ready to switch, you guys are already talking about doing some videos in 2021. You know, they're going to be work. You're going to be working with a new team for Jeremy. I don't know about Alex, um, but I don't know how the media is going to be on that side. If they're going to, some teams are more strict than others, but have you guys talked about that at all? Or can you talk about that at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, for Jer- it's more Alex, but for Jeremy, he, I kind of just film him, you know, on the side whenever, but, um, okay. but he's not, he's not really super into the vlogs. He likes being in Alex's, but I don't think we'd ever see an actual Jeremy Martin vlog. Uh, but for Alex, yeah, he's just still kind of waiting. He broke his leg at the last round, so he's been dealing with that. I think he uh, got surgery on his leg last Wednesday, got some hardware in there. So he's literally just hanging out, watching TV, chilling. Um, and for 2021, he's, I mean, pretty much going to be the JGR. So there's no, I don't think they have a final contract yet, but I mean, that's what he's waiting for. That's what they're going for. That's what the whole team's talking about. So okay, cool. um, looks like the same, same setup, I think, for them. Um, and then Jeremy's obviously just stoked to be on, you know, quote unquote, the fastest TVTF out there. So he's stoked to get on that and ride. And I think this next week going to head down to SoCal and start testing with them. So it'll be cool to see. I mean, yeah, Jeremy, I don't know, best bike. So you got to hopefully he'll win, win this year a lot more. So Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Like I said, I, uh, want to talk mostly about you. I just wanted to kind of bring that up and see how the, how the teams reacted with the videos and stuff. Cause for me, outside looking in, it would be a no-brainer. Like you're bringing more publicity to the team, you're bringing more publicity to the riders, the sponsors, and everything. So I didn't know how like J Bone and all those guys reacted. It seems like they're really cool over there. I've met J Bone a couple times. I've been to JGR, but yeah, they seem really rad and excited about the program. So I just that's kind of wanted to touch on that and see kind of what their thoughts were. Do they enjoy the vlog? Do they have it? Have you guys talked about that, or is it just like they let you yeah. do your thing? Yeah, it's kind of funny mentioning that. Um, J Bone was actually the last couple of rounds he's been talking more about for next year he wanted to maybe have me come in and do a, a whole team vlog type of thing as well as Alex can do his own thing as well but that's kind of cool just to see they're they're pumped on it I mean they see the reviews the comments they're like I mean they'll they get facts out of Alex that they didn't even know um because of the vlog you know like they don't really ask him those questions and stuff so they're getting info out of their writer and um yeah it's just kind of a cool cool thing that turned into when we didn't have no expectations um and for the you know, publicity side of it that's actually helping alex keep his ride i guess in a way because he's i guess like answer and a couple other sponsors are like you know we we're really pushing for alex because he has the vlog he has you know, following so 
big this day and age, you can help get yourself a ride by having, not that the vlog does everything, but it definitely helps his image and people wanting to work with him. So kind of cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%, or I believe, completely, I can't say 100% because Scott, so we'll, we'll edit that out, but um, I can, I agree with you, like, I know for us and some other, you know, companies in the industry, they look about your results, but they also look at your social media, so it, it's crazy that it's gone that direction now moving forward, but it's, uh, social media and, and all that is a huge impact on sponsors nowadays. So I, I definitely understand that part, but that'd be smart on JGR side if they did decide to do like a series. Um, cause they really don't have anybody doing that. And there's a, I've noticed that a lot this year with, um, uh, our buddy Cameron Bobia, he has the monster attack Yamaha team and their mm -hmm. Instagram is probably one of the coolest Instagrams I've ever seen. It's really behind the yeah, scenes. It's, it's awesome. So like, for JGR to do that, I think it'd be really smart for them kind of to branch out and be like that, to show some behind-the-scenes stuff, show you in the rig, videoing guys taking suspension apart or tearing down motors. Like We need more of that in our sport to kind of take it to the next level because nobody's doing that. Like Everybody's so hush-hush, and when the doors are closed, like you get no access. So that would be a really yeah, smart move on JGR for sure. Yeah, and I'd like to go back to see their uh, place in North Carolina that the facility back there looks insane. It'd be cool to do a vlog back there and test that place out. Dude, it's awesome. Like they have a three D printer in there. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like and then we were there and um uh, Gibbs was Koi was paying people to make like shirts and stuff. And he's like, dude, why am I paying people to do this? So what's he do? He goes buys this badass screen printing machine that's just upstairs, like it's state of the art, like <laughs> graphic machine, like all kinds of crazy and I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, this is, he's like, yeah, like, we just, we were overpaying people. So we're like, let's just do it ourselves. I'm like, oh. I know. Alex sent me, Alex sent me some videos walking around one day of their print, their graphic printer shop. And he had like 12, 12 graphic printers. You know, I'm sitting here with one, like, thinking, how can I get one more, maybe? Yeah. He's kept 12. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Just sitting there. And you're like, dude, can I just come live at the JGR thing for a while? Like, no rent and just yeah. print out graphics? <laughs> Let me use yours, but don't wear mine out. Sweet. Exactly, yeah. Like we'll we'll vlog it for you guys and kind of we'll do like a 180 JGR co-branding. But yeah, that's that place is cool. It's actually this moto side's pretty small. Um, it's not crazy big as you would think it would be, but the NASCAR side is like holy shit, dude. Like if they let you go, I don't know how strict they are, but if you ever got to do like a vlog in the NASCAR side, it's it's incredible. Like the amount of money they spend, dude. It it blows my mind. I don't, I don't even get it. Um, but as far as that goes, like, do you have any plans to go back to North Carolina? Does that, that was going to be my next question. Like, does Alex stay in Florida, North Carolina? Like, where does he stay when racing starts? Yeah. So he has a house in Florida in uh, Claremont, where okay. all the, you know, training, training facilities are. So he stays there with his wife and uh, two, two kid cats. So they have cats staying out with all day long. So heck yeah. Uh, but yeah. So they stay down there. Um, but we do have plans. He wants to do some off-season training and stuff when he can ride again. You know, we'll fill everyone in on what his plans are for next year. And uh, he wants to take a trip out here, too, to my place. And, um, you know, we're going to film some training stuff. And, you know, the rehab, kind of what he's going to be doing. Which, Alex, if you, anyone else follows Alex, you know, he's super into health and fitness. And, like, he's like a walking pharmacy. He's got all these, you know, crazy <laughs> little quirky things he takes to help you know if, I, if, I'm, if I'm sick I call him like hey man I have a, a throat thing and he's like oh take this this and this and you'll be fine 
And I'm like, dude, he's like a doctor. So crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think I've heard before Jeremy says like there's off-season Alex and then there's like in-season Alex. So it's like when he's off-season, he's like wine drinking and like eating. Like he's just – and then I think one of the videos, you, you guys are in the semi and homie ate like eight chocolate things. And you're like, dude, like calm down. Oh, yeah. He got hurt after the call midday and he just like instantly went undone, ate a bunch of chocolate, a bunch of candy and I'm just chilling in the rig. And I'm like, yep, off season for Alex starts now. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude. Like, I wish yeah. I could just eat whatever I want and not gain a bunch of weight. Um, but as far as that goes, I mean, they, they only do that. Yeah, they only do that because uh, they're training. Like, yeah, I think Jeremy, like, they have the DNA. Like, if they stopped and just ate and didn't train, they could make be big boys. <laughs> really? Like, they'd blow up. Yeah, they just have that. I mean, being like when uh, when Jeremy was a little kid, he was really really big. So I don't know. He always says like, "I gotta watch it, man. I can blow up at any time." <laughs> he just, just he like wants to pull into that McDonald's drive through right there, but he's like, "Nah, like I can't." Exactly. Um, but dude, like that's crazy. Like like I said, the the troll train videos are hands down probably one of the best in the industry. And I'm not just saying that because you're on. Everybody seems to give really positive feedback. You guys do some really cool, just really cool interviews, um, in depth, behind the scenes stuff. So I hope that works out for you in the 2020 season. You know, JGR hopefully will get you on board to do more more of that behind the scenes with the team and start like maybe a series, a Supercross series, an outdoor series because I think that'd be beneficial for all parties involved for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is Ronnie Mack, man. Like that guy is on a whole nother level. Um, how did that all happen? Like what, uh, what's the story with old Ronnie? Uh, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie is exact opposite of Alex Martin. It is crazy filming with Alex and then doing a film job with Ronnie. It is like just being hammered all day. And then you go to Alex and he's training and doing everything perfect. So, um, but it kind of all got through, um, Ron just wanted me to come up and help him do some videos. Kind of, he wanted to do more of the vlogging type style stuff. So I guess it kind of goes from, he saw the you know, vlog that I was doing for Alex and kind of wanted me to come up. So I think the last three, four or five vlogs, like videos on YouTube of Ron, I've kind of helped him out with those. So, um, yeah, it's been, pretty crazy how it came to start he just you know wanted someone to come up and be kind of kind of the same feeling not feel like he's being recorded all day but just kind of hanging out with him and filming whatever so that's kind of how that went dude that's awesome i remember i flew home um was a month ago now maybe month and a half and you called me and you're like hey um just a heads up when you get here i need you to hold the camera we're gonna film ronnie mack and i'm like ronnie mack i'm like the real ronnie mack and you're like yeah he's at keith's wedding we're doing a surprise for Keith. Like, just get call me when you get here, and I'm handing you a camera and just record Ronnie. I'm like, okay, I'll try my best. And literally, I was the most nervous I've ever been in a, like a long, long time. And like, the video came out and it's all shaky, and I'm like, dang it, dude, I just failed. And you're like, dude, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, it happens. I'm like, I know, but I just I felt bad. But the video ended up turning really cool. If you guys haven't checked it out, Ronnie crashes writing. It's our friend Keith, and it's probably one of the coolest videos. Like it's really, really good. So I wanted to say thank you for that, but I also want to say I hate you because like I was so nervous when I did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of it, man. You get but in those those moments like that, like you don't have to be super super stable because it's like an exciting moment during a wedding and he's revving his bike up and 
like that, for those who haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's yeah, we're on track of the wedding, but we were actually just driving down to SoCal to pick up uh, pick up Gunther, and uh, on the way down, I had to stop for this wedding, so we just um, pull up, and I called our buddy Keith, who's in the like, she's getting married, and he said, "You can only come if you bring Ron." Like, who who wants Ron at their wedding? Like, it's almost too gnarly, but they're so such cool people that they thought, thought it was cool, so. It all worked out. He wasn't in it too much, but like I said, you can watch the video and see how it went down. But it's pretty, pretty crazy to have Ronnie Mac at your wedding. So. Yeah, I don't know if that will ever happen again. So that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing for Keith and him and Jessica are going to remember that for a lifetime. And they are probably really, really like, holy shit, like we got Ronnie Mac at our wedding. So nice work on getting that done. But like I said, I had a chance to meet him and do some recording. And, man, he he's everything you see on the videos, people. It's not an act. Uh, Ronnie Mac is real. No. And uh, it's it's definitely one of the best characters in, in motorcycles and in, the, in our industry. Yeah, it's definitely not like said, not an act. It's, for a while there, it was, like, getting too gnarly. He was just, like, everyone, does he really drink when he rides? It's like, yeah, he was getting hammered. Because, like, when you're rolling and you're at a People think it's cool, so they, they run up to you and hand you a beer. He's shotgun this beer with me. So he's just like, 10 people, or he just did 10 shotguns within, you know, a half hour. And like, dude, how is he able to ride or do anything? And so he had to kind of tame it down a little bit. It was getting just out of control. But uh, it's crazy to see that. And then go to a, we go to these events and to see how the kids interact with them. Like, he's got this gnarly side to him, which he's trying to tame. But the kids look at him like he's Mickey Mouse or Santa Claus, like, yeah, they love the guy. So it's like, how do you? If he's got like these two worlds that are he needs to mesh together, and I think he's doing a good job of it now. But it's just crazy to see how they look at him, and like he needs to have a cartoon about him or something because it's like he needs to play off the kids more. You know, it's it's just crazy to see the reaction out of him. Yeah, could you imagine if he had like a cartoon episode? Um, oh my god, that'd probably be the the greatest things ever. Um, just yeah, we we talked about it a little bit. He could do like a. Remember like Rocket Power back in the day? Oh yeah, like, that was really my cool. shit, dude. So, like, I love Rocket be, Power. Could be a Ronnie Mac, and you could have that character do anything. He's, he's just this crazy dude that does you know, snowboarding and dirt biking stuff. Yeah, That'd instead cool. of instead of PBR, you'd have to change it to like High Flying Juice or something, and change the logo a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, Rocket Juice. Yeah, like oh man, that would be epic. Rocket Power was good. If we can come out with this, this generation doesn't even know what they're missing out with when it comes to Rocket Power. Like that, that was the nah. shit back in the day. Yeah, you feel bad for a couple of these you know, <laughs> newer generations. Like, and there's some really cool stuff in the '90s. I think you need to have more 90s movies out and more stuff to bring that feel back so yeah it's like my my intro like we just changed it to metallica and people are like who is that like i know i don't know who that like there's gonna be a lot of people in the moto that know who that is but for the most part a lot of this new generation is like uh doesn't know what terra firma is doesn't know what uh the tgo great out the great outdoors is like those were some of the best videos ever um yeah there's, there's gonna be kids now that they're not gonna know like who ricky carmichael was and that's pretty mind-blowing right like that's that's pretty crazy you bring that up like a lot of people are going to be here in the next five ten years are going to say that they got into racing because of eli tomac or jason anderson of team fried and it's like man like they're not going to know who ricky carmichael was or jane like i i mean it's hard to believe that but i think it is going to be one of those things to where it is going to happen and it's just mind-blowing because i know for us like you know david bailey and bob Hanna, like we know all of them but we never get to saw them, see him race but hopefully with YouTube and everything, we'll be able, these guys will be able to see more of like 
Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart because those guys are just you. They they are a sport you cannot um, not know who they are. I think so. Yeah, I think to touch on that too. I think it'd be like I'm biased, but I think like a lot of the top writers should have a kind of a vlog series that follows them around because I just keep hearing more and more about how more personable they are now and with Alex and Jeremy, like people get to see how they really are and it kind of helps you get this better understanding of who this guy you're rooting for. Like you just see him on the podium and you see him on Instagram. They don't, they're not really, they don't really post what they're doing during the day or at the race. So I think it'd help more guys, you know, they could connect with their fans more and have a fan base. Um, Cause some people uh, tell us that like, dude, I'm, I've become a huge fan because I see, you know, how he is. I just thought he was just, you know, they might come across as being stuck up because they're kind of short, you know, they're like, not their height, but just the way they come across, they're not like super, until you know them, they're not super personable. So right. I think more writers and stuff like that. And I'm going to have to agree with you completely because it's one of those things to where everybody's like, how do we grow our sport? How do we do this? Well, hopefully with vlogs and the power of YouTube, more people will just click and be like, what's a troll train vlog? Like, what is that? That name just sounds interesting. And they clip it, click it, and they're like, holy crap, this guy rides dirt bikes for a profession? Like, that's rad. So hopefully, like you said, the, the vlogs will help and the power of YouTube will help because you guys are doing it. Team Fried's doing it. Um, Christian Craig's doing it. There's there's more people starting to do it, and I think that's going to be the way to take our sport maybe to that next level and get more outside sponsors. Because let's let's be real, YouTubers make millions of dollars off the, their views and stuff. So the more of the views you guys can bring to our sport and to our fans, and maybe get new fans, that might attract outside sponsors. So I think it's a really cool and and good point that you make for sure. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny that the last couple episodes we got some comments that were like, I didn't even know who, who this Alex Martin was. I didn't even know his Instagram. So like, I just assumed everyone knew who Alex Martin was. So now in these last couple of videos, I have to like, in the video, I tag Alex Martin's Instagram actually in the video, which I didn't even think I'd have to do. But like you said, more people are starting to see it that don't even really know what motocross is. They're just looking on YouTube, which YouTube kind of turning into the new, you know, people aren't having Dish or DirecTV anymore. They just right. have YouTube and all the apps. So it's like, man, this is really something that could, you know, turn into something good. So yeah, it's cool to see. And that goes back to my point too. Like if JGR decided to do a series, it it would be a really cool thing because YouTube now has their own streaming service, YouTube TV. Yeah. So it's like if you can get on that and then prevent that and then present that to more sponsors and say, hey, like, hey, we're doing this. Our athletes have over two hundred thousand followers on Instagram. We're getting this many views, this many clicks. Like. Now you take a whole different business approach to getting sponsors on your team. And that's what we need. We need people making it to where they're getting a viewership and more publicity in our sport. And I think that's what's wrong with kind of our industry is we're not providing those. We're only saying, hey, here's how many TV viewers we get on a weekend. It's like, okay, what else do you do? Well, that's it. Like we're not in commercials. We're not in this. We're not in that. It's like if you're a sponsor that's paying millions of dollars, you don't want just a Saturday viewing. You know what I mean? So that's a yeah, really they, good point. I think that the TV kind of hinders it too. Like I don't get, you know, they, they say they're sponsors on the podium, but like you're only getting six riders at, out of a weekend that are on the podium. It's like when you're talking about the rider in sixth place, I don't get why they can't pull whoever rider you're talking about. Their sponsors on the bottom of the screen or talk about it more or I don't know. I just feel like there could be a lot more done or let, you know, riders sell merch at the race like they don't let any riders sell anything at the races i think that hurts you know yeah so stupid you know how much money we could have sold 
in t-shirts if we were allowed to sell, sell troll train. I mean, not this year because there was, it was COVID, but in a normal setting like a Supercross, if we could sell troll train shirts at the race, they just won't let us. So I think it hurts the sport. Yeah, 100%. Or completely. Like, it's one of those things to where Feld is like, hey, like, we're going to do Alex Martin shirts or Ken Rockson or Geico shirts out of our Moto Tees canopy, but you guys aren't going to get any of that money. Thanks for thanks for being our puppets, but we're not going to give you any of that money. It's like, I get it. You guys want to make money, but your sport can make so much more money if you allowed your riders to network with their fans. Like, Let's yeah. get smart and start letting people sell more of their merch and start promoting more and doing stuff that's not costing Feld any money. Like literally, you're not sending Feld a check and saying, "Hey, thanks for this." Feld's probably trying to send you his check and say, "Hey, those are our rights. You have to sign this, you know, stupid form saying you're allowed to be a media guy." Like that's kind of what I think also too restricts it. It's like Feld does a great job by promoting our sport inside of our circle. But as far as networking, they need to allow our riders uh, to do more of their job and pr- promote their stuff like the Seven Dude Deuce and Alex Martin and Christian Craig and all these guys because that's how we're going to yeah, get it. Yeah, some cool, yeah, go ahead. cool characters for it. Like, it's some cool characters. Like, I think it'd be – like, if they'll just work together and uh, help grow it. But one, who knows, maybe one day. Yeah, hopefully, right? We can all, we can all have a prayer and a dream, and hopefully that will – happen and hopefully they'll see the power of um social media and youtube and marketing and networking and all that stuff and they don't try to stay in that little bubble um but enough about that like i said I can go on that topic for freaking hours, like, hours. yeah it's a whole another subject um so you know with that being said the videos the 180 decals the ronnie mac all that stuff like what would you say is kind of the most cool thing you've done or most adventurous thing you've done like i've I know you've seen some stuff and there's some stuff you probably can't talk about and there's some stuff you can, but um, what's kind of something that's maybe been crossed off your bucket list or something that you're like, holy shit, like that was one of the craziest things I've ever done. Uh, I was kind of thinking a little bit about it. There's not really anything crazy like that. I have a, a funny story kind of when I first met Alex and Jeremy. Um, so I met Alex first. He was on the 1110 mod team back in like 2011. And uh, so I was back racing with him, and I just happened to be traveling around with the team. They kind of had a deal where I'd, if I do their graphics for the for the box van, they would haul my bike around. So first met Alex back there in Pennsylvania, and before the uh, Millville National, he was going to go back there for a week, and he invited me to come back. And so we're driving out there together in his van, and he's like, "Yeah, we're going to go back." And uh, I have this—I didn't even know he had a brother at the time. And he's like, "Yeah, we're going to ride with my brother Jeremy. Um, he rides a little bit, you know." just being super subtle about it and so in my head i'm like yeah so i'm probably you know six seven laps six seconds slower than alex on a lap so i'm like well maybe i'll have someone that can ride my pace with his little brother <laughs> until we get there and it's just he's on a he just with a big bike and he's just demolishing even alex and me obviously but on these corner tracks and their top tracks they got and i'm like dude why didn't you tell me this and he's like, well i don't know he's He's just my little brother. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? The dude just, I could even tell from back then. I'm like, this guy's going to win championships. Like, he was putting two seconds to lap on these corner tracks. And so it's just kind of a funny story where I'm like, didn't even know he had a brother. And this dude's just amazing. Yeah, like, I I think a lot of people didn't really know Jeremy Martin as an amateur. Honestly, he kind of came on the scene under the radar a little bit. Um, and then he got signed with Star and... 
in 2013, I think his first race was at Millville, I think, and dude was just ripping, and people were like, who is this guy? Um, so that's pretty funny that Alex is just like, yeah, like that's my little brother. Like, Who cares about him? Like, Let's go ride our dirt bikes. And you're like, wait, exactly. wait who not, is this? That's Alex. He's just so nonchalant about stuff. That doesn't make a big deal about anything, but you know, are you kidding me? The dude rips. So. <laughs> that's funny, dude. I did that. I would have never thought that. Like, I would have thought you would have knew who. You know what I mean? You being in the industry, that's pretty funny to know that you this. He kind of surprised you like that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. That's pretty... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, it's so green. Yeah, it's funny that like that they're just like that. They're so so simple minded and like nothing's really a big deal. When in reality, you're like, dude, he's going to be a champion someday you should have told me yeah he's like super humble just some, yeah. just some good country boys in minnesota um let's see here so as far as 180 and the troll train videos and stuff like kind of what would you say i don't know if you want to talk about it or not but like do you feel like the videos might take over more or are you still enjoying the 180 thing like i don't know if you want to talk about that or not but do you feel like maybe in the next five years you kind of start subletting more 180 stuff out or you know kind of stepping away from 180 and doing more videos like what's your what would you say kind of your future looks like as far as that goes um it would be cool i like doing videos but it's not like um, it was something we just kind of did and it's early you know but yeah if it turned into something where i could you know if writers want to do vlogs they could hire me out for the weekend or whatever like i would definitely do that and at the moment i have enough time to do both but uh if it, took off on the video side it'd be cool to you know get the business graphic business running more you know by itself so i just do new designs and kind of get out of the custom stuff as much yeah. um so yeah we'll just see how it goes but if it took off yeah i'd like to it's definitely new it's challenging I'm definitely not the greatest at it but i'm just trying to learn it's cool to have something new where you're like you know i'm out there with other film guys on the track and i'm like okay i don't want to step i was out there with Simon Cudby the other day, and he, I was like almost stepped in front of him, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, don't do that." He's like, "He's a god." <laughs> so nervous, yeah. <laughs> so nervous. Yeah. That's like riding with yeah, Eli Tomac. You're different. like, I don't want to get in his way. <laughs> yeah, so right from that to like riding with factory guys, then to riding with factory, you know, photographers in the sense where you're like, "All right, this guy's a legend. Don't don't get in his shot. You'd be, you'd be like dumped for life if you got in his way." Yeah, you don't want to like make a bad first impression you want to you know it's like with our industry you never know who's looking for who or who's doing that and you don't want to be known as that guy that's like getting in everybody's way <laughs> or ruining the exactly. shots so that's pretty funny that yeah it, and just for a vlog like gotten his way for a vlog it's not it's not even a big deal <laughs> yeah like you're it's like holy shit i just did that to simon cubby and then like you're thinking about it all day long and you're like shit exactly yeah i never thought about that it's pretty funny that you say that because it's like those guys are so prestigious in our sport and you would never think it's all, oh, it's just a photo guy, but literally no, like that is the guy. Like he's known for doing almost yeah. everything or anything in our industry. Yeah. He's the man for sure. No, that's awesome. And like, I know you and I've kind of talked about that privately. Like you've always said like, Hey, like I would love to do more just design and not do custom stuff. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. Cause with you, you're super creative. Like you said, you haven't been doing the vlog for that long, but it seems like you've been doing it forever. The editing's really good. The music with the editing, like how you kind of do everything together and hand in hand and do your slow-mos and do your, your lights or not your lights, but your action shots with the music. Like you guys just do a really good job on that. So for you to do that and be super like not new, 
but to be kind of slowly getting into it, I think you've done a really good job. So I'm excited to see what the future holds, and hopefully this will allow more riders and more people to start doing vlogs and whatnot. Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, like I said, I am super new, so it's cool to keep learning. We'll see. You know, he definitely wants to do a vlog for this next year, 21. So we'll see what kind of cool stuff we can think of. But uh, no, I think I speak for Alex too, and I say I appreciate we appreciate everything like. It's helping helping him get a ride for this next year, so it's cool. No, that's awesome. Um, so let's get this uh, Scott subject uh, things knocked out. So we want to thank yeah. again. We want to thank Spot Network TV for allowing this podcast to happen. Check us out at Moto Spot Show on Instagram. Check us check out Moto Spot TV on Instagram. Uh, Motion Pro Works Connection Bell Ray and Scott Goggles. So we're really excited to have those guys on board. We're we're still new to this guys. We're still we're trying our best, but if you have any feedback or ideas, please let us know. Um but this is a new segment for us. Like I said, we we posted Briar's pretty face on Instagram and said go put a subject that you want us to talk about. So Briar and I are going to go pick our favorite subject and we're going to talk about it. And that winner is going to win a pair of Scott Goggles. So once we pick a subject, we will get your uh address we'll dm you and send you that so be on the lookout for that um but scott's got the prospect goggle the fury goggle the split otg they do a, one of the widest ranges 50 millimeter uh roll-off system so their goggles are amazing if you haven't worn them check them out at your local wps dealer um they just dropped their new 2021 2021 line we will be showing you one of the colors in our intro video so check that out um and they also just came out with a roll-off on the fury goggle so again, check them out, guys. At Scott Sports USA, at Works Connection, at Motion Pro, at Bell Ray, and we're also working on still getting those Moto bundles worked out for you guys, um, so we can get those out to you and and offer that as a giveaway as well. But Briar, if you're on Instagram, let's go through these and kind of pick our favorite one. Um, one guy talked about Ryan Ferris, dude. I miss Ryan Ferris. That guy, if he could have a vlog, it'd probably be the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of stuff you couldn't put in that vlog. <laughs> yeah. God, he's awesome. Um, we got one from WAP63, Alex TM, BMS Zach. Um, he talks about that guy talks about outside sponsors, so we already kind of talked about that. Um, so my pick is gonna yeah, be trying, trying to pick one that we haven't really talked about too much. Yeah, so. My pick will probably be the Alex to miss damn. He says, where is your go-to for uh, wiping when you have don't have toilet paper at the track? The only reason I picked that one is because I have a story for it. Um, but there is another one that says best or worst part about being inside of the moto industry. So uh, Let's go that one, cool. you like the worst part, best part about being in the moto industry? Yeah. Okay. So Nathan Smith, uh, 62. We will DM you. You are the winner um, of the of the Scott subject uh, segment this weekend, Moto Spot Show. So check it out, Nathan underscore Smith sixty two. We will DM you. So let's talk about this a little bit. Worst, best, and worst part about being on the inside of the moto industry. Um, you go first. Yeah. So I think uh, the best part is obviously kind of what you guys see or assume is this getting to see kind of behind the scenes, like seeing it, um, getting to see some of these riders, what they do and think behind the bike and their raw reactions and stuff like that. And even working with, like I said, for graphics with the team and creating new stuff, like that's the best part is getting to help 
create stuff and also see the raw emotions and see stuff that you don't normally see. Um, and then on the, the other end of that, the worst part is kind of the same thing. Like some of these top guys that you've seen behind the scenes, they kind of aren't what you think from the outside. And they kind of, there's a couple riders, I won't name them, but you kind of don't have the same, you know, impression of them anymore. So it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth, I guess, on some stuff. But so that's the only thing I would say is it's like the outside looking in, you get a different perspective and it's good or bad. So that's what you see. But at the same time, that's also the good thing is you get to see the raw, raw emotions and raw reactions and stuff that you can't see from the outside. Yeah, that's a really good point. There's a lot of things that are hidden or a lot of things that are secretive. Um, and a lot of times there's a lot of acting that goes on in our industry, I would say. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, for me, I would say probably the best and worst part is the best part is just being involved with, you know, amazing companies, um, building those relationships, having to see really cool stuff before it comes out, um, getting to try stuff before it comes out. Like Scott let me have the 2021 goggles, um, before they got, before they came out. I also have some laminated tear offs that have a seal around them that water doesn't get in. So those are really cool. So you get some really unique stuff that comes to the market. You also get some stuff that nobody can get. Um, sometimes not all the time, but you get some unobtainium stuff that's really cool. And you're like, man, like, I can't believe I just got that. Like nobody else, ha- well, not nobody, but no other regular consumer can get this unless you are in the industry. So I really like that part. Um, you know, of course the discounts are good too. Uh, you can't beat a nice good discount or free product. So that helps. Um, as far as the worst part, I would say the worst part would probably be knowing stuff, um, that happens before it happens and you can't talk about it. Like hearing stuff, you know, somebody texted me on Sunday before the news about Jeremy came out and said, Jeremy Martin's going to star, uh, star just bought the goat farm. And it's like, man, I really want to talk about that on my show, but I can't. Um, so that's kind of the worst part is knowing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, uh, not being able to talk about it. And granted, I'm not a full moto industry guys. Like I'm not, you know, trying to come across like that, but there's sometimes where you do hear things and you can't talk about it. I would say that's probably the worst part about being an insider, um, is just hearing stuff that you can't really talk about. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I've had a lot of people obviously ask what was going on with Jeremy and I was like, you know, close close friends of mine, I could tell, but for the most part, I was like, yeah, can't really say much, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see the the shots of everyone thought he was going PC, and then now he's going uh, now he's going Yamaha. So. Yeah, I think that's the one thing too that is a good thing and bad thing about our sport is that the good thing is there's always news. I would say kind of throughout the year for the most part, but the bad thing is there's so much unknown. Like right now, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with MCR. They're posting pictures and this and that, but they, nobody knows what's going on the team. And again, guys, I, I'm not an insider, so I don't know everything. I get bits and pieces. Like I didn't know anything about Geico. I knew about Fly working that was going to work with Geico. I didn't know that early um, that I couldn't talk about. Um, that sucks for us at Fly. That That's not going to happen. But as yeah. far as like what's going on with MCR and what's going on with uh, other riders, like all that stuff, like, I don't know. So there are some things that people know that I don't know, or there's a lot of things that people know that I don't know. But the cool thing about this show is we try to get people on like Briar that are insiders that work with athletes that are behind the scenes, silent heroes. So that's why we kind of have this show. So make sure you tell all your friends, we do our best to, to do the news, but it's not our job at Moto spot to break the news. We kind of just talk about it. Um, 
that's we leave that to Swap Moto and Motocross Action, and we leave that to all those guys. Uh, Pulp MX, that's that's kind of their job, but definitely come check us out, and you know we'll do our best to give you insider knowledge after it's announced. But again, Briar, I, I don't know, man. I can't I can't thank you enough. Like this was really really awesome. You gave some really good. Yeah, info. no, I appreciate it. It's cool to, yeah, cool go to ahead. be on. Glad you're doing stuff. Like I said, it's cool to see you doing stuff with uh, kind of a different angle, getting more of the industry side of it because there's, there's some cool stories out there. So keep keep chasing it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. We uh, hopefully we'll get rich and be able to sponsor and put put our logo on your vlogs maybe one day. But overall, uh, like I, <laughs> go ahead. I said that'd be sweet. <laughs> we got we got a long way to go, but you can have dreams, right? Yep. Uh, but again, guys, check out Briar. Uh, Briar, what's your Instagram, Briar? Your regular Instagram? Uh, it's just at Briar Perry. Okay, so yeah, check out Briar at Briar Perry on Instagram. Check out 180 decals. Make sure to check out the Troll Train vlogs. Alex Martin, Jeremy Martin, check all those guys out. They got merch available. I think Alex has merch. Jeremy doesn't have merch, correct? Uh, he both uh, he sold out now, but yeah, they both did. Okay, they both. I need to get some new stuff. I need to get on them. The, they have a website for that. Uh, yeah, there's a link on our website. So through 180 decals, there's a, a troll train or Alex Martin Brothers or something like that. So you'll see it on there. Okay, perfect. Awesome. And then also, huge congrats to Nathan. You are the winner. So we'll uh, slide in your DMs. We'll send, get your address and we'll send you that. So again, thank you to uh, Spot Network for presenting this show to us. Thank you to Bell Ray. Thank you to Works Connection. Thank you to Motion Pro. Like us on Instagram. Check us out. Like those guys. Follow them. And we'll have some really cool giveaways. So again, thanks again, guys. We are out. Moto Spot Show episode three is over. Thank you, Briar. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. See ya.